Welcome to the Birth Warrior Podcast. In each episode, we feature the stories of birth warriors, women who have persevered to find their own truth in pregnancy and birth. As you hear these women share their stories of love, autonomy, connection, and power, it is our deepest wish that you will be inspired, empowered, and supported to find your own truth. We are honored these women have stepped forward to share their personal stories and to help us remember that we all have the power to choose what is right for us. The Birth Warrior Podcast is a presentation of the Indie Birth Association and is not intended to be medical advice. Hey everyone and welcome to the Birth Warrior Podcast. I am your host, Jaden Graham, and it is so great to have you here today. Today we have Heidi on our show. Heidi is a homeschool mama to five little ones. After the birth of her fifth child, she moved out of the city with her family to raise her babies on a mini farm. Heidi has been on a journey of breaking away from the deceptions surrounding birth and modern medicine to discover the sacredness and beauty of birth. She wants to encourage mamas to ask the hard questions and to find the courage within themselves to go on their own journey. Hope you enjoy the show. Heidi, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yay, me too. Um, wherever you would like to begin your story. Okay. Um, well, just a little background of who I am, I guess. Um, I'm from the, uh, the city of Chicago area, and my husband is from the more country life. So we knew each other as kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we grew up, we got married. And we've had kind of a crazy whirlwind decade. We'll be going on 10 years this summer. Um, So in that time, we had five kids and we moved six times, including one move across the country. And um, one move up out of the city more. Um, So it's just been a long process of um, stripping away and opening our eyes to new things and new truths and being people of faith. We've really been able to see a lot of what God has been showing us through the medical world and how reliant we have been on um, not only society, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but so much the, the medical world and doctors, um, pediatricians, when my kids were little, I mean, I could go into all that, but just learning over time through five pregnancies, um, just how reliant we were on, on doctors, mm-hmm. um, and I was becoming, I was coming away more away from the, the medical, the modern medicine over each pregnancy. So um, it started with my first pregnancy. I was all hospital birth. It was the whole, the whole um, process, the whole, you know, being in the system. Mm-hmm. And, and I just had so much fear surrounding birth that I just did what I was told I was on autopilot. Um, I didn't question anything. I just went along with it. Um, And so it was kind of your typical hospital birth where water broke in the middle of the night, panic hit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And 
um, off we went to the hospital, bags packed, first time, didn't know what to expect. So they told me I needed, um, a, you know, the epidural, the things in my arms, being on the strap to the bed, just felt very unnatural and uncomfortable. Um, I got the epidural because I was so scared, mm-hmm. which then you need the Pitocin to start the whole, it just becomes this vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I didn't know where to push. So they turned off the epidural and I felt everything all at once. Mm-hmm. And it was just miserable. And I heard another mom down the hall screaming. And I was just, it was not a fun first experience of birth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, still beautiful because I had a perfect, healthy boy. Um, and didn't know any different. And then from there, I started thinking like, there's gotta be something wrong here. Like this doesn't feel right. And so I started researching, asking hard questions, um, watching documentaries and just, it made, it went into a whole rabbit trail of learning about all the different tests they were giving us, the, the, even the vaccines, all that stuff. Um, And it was a scary road to start down. I thought, do I really want to start down this road? Um, And I was still pretty hesitant. So I continued on the hospital path with my second. And I said, no, I'm not going to take the epidural. I didn't know where to push. I didn't know what to do. Um, And so I just, I went in and they, they thought my water had broke, but it didn't. It was just the, I didn't know at the time that it was just, there was separate waters that could break or trickle. It wasn't the actual water sack. And so I got Pitocin, which made it this awful experience in itself where it was just intensified and, um, and just moving so fast and agonizing Mm -hmm. (laughs) for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, like I still had a wonderful, healthy little boy. So then I was really kicking into high gear here with my third. I'm like, I can't do this hospital thing anymore. It doesn't, the whole process of seeing a, a doctor at every certain appointment and along the way, and you get this test at this, this one, and you get an ultrasound at this one. And um, so I faced my fear in my third and I went to a home birth, or a birth center. And it was a really sweet, intimate house that I'm so glad I found. Um, And it was a quick birth. It was all in like six hours total and then I was home. So it was a really opposite experience, but still somehow felt medical. Mm -hmm. And, um, but again, like this is what our society tells women is you'd go this route, you do what the doctors tell you because it's comfortable and it's safe. And that's what I felt. And so, then we moved across country and I couldn't find a midwife or a birth center or anything um, that insurance would cover. So I went back to the hospital mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it was, it was a more comfortable setting, the hospital here. Um, they were more hands-off. I was able to walk around, so it was okay. But then when it really, really, my eyes opened um, and it was a process um over you know the last 10 years of just starting to see the world and the truth coming out and there was all these you know moments in the process that was just 
a gift really to see like your eyes opening, you know? Um, and when it came to my fifth pregnancy, you know, the world was in shutdown mode and everybody was panicking. This was back in April, April, March, March, April time last year. Mm -hmm. And, um, um, I was at 30, my 30 week appointment. And that appointment was just, I don't even know how to describe it. It was eye opening. There was, it was the, you know, that moment in the, in the movie with finding Nemo where Dory just sees all the, um, Mm -hmm. everything, all her memories come back together and everything. And it's like this firework of, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I get it now. Everything makes sense. Yes, I do. that was my moment after that appointment. And I said five, almost five pregnancies. And it all is like clicking and making sense now. Mm -hmm. And I can't believe I didn't see this sooner. Like, like God was opening my eyes in that moment. And I left that appointment and I was on a mission to find a midwife who would deliver at home. Mm -hmm. And there was just this courage that took over me that I can't, couldn't even describe. And I told my husband, I am not going back to that appointment. I'm not going back to the doctors anymore. We're delivering this baby at home. And I thankfully found this wonderful midwife who was able to take me at that point in the pregnancy. And she advocated for me and worked with me and gave me information. She sent me at articles and a friend sent me all your podcasts. And then um, I was just soaking in all the information I could in the last six weeks of her pregnancy. And it was just the most beautiful birth at home uh, that um, it was like uncovering an art, a piece of artwork. And if I had never taken that step of courage um, to go and just, you know, sweep away all the deceptions we believed, all the lies we believed mm-hmm. and taken that step of courage to deliver at home. I don't, I truly don't think I would have ever experienced that uninhibited sacredness, that gift of birth that mm-hmm. you can't experience in a hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just really my story is learning over five pregnancies 10 years about uncovering, like peeling back layers and layers of lies and deceptions, I believed and getting down to like the real beautiful gift Mm -hmm. of what birth should be. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of the gist of the main story there. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Would you want to maybe uh, go into, um, this last birth that you had, uh, with, with the midwife when you found the midwife? Yep. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so that, um, I was coming up to my 36 week mark and in this, our state here, our midwives, I don't know if it's the same across the country, but she can't deliver or help women before 36 weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was, fingers crossed, keep this baby in. Mm -hmm. I just felt like she was coming sooner for some reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was a Thursday night and I thought my water had broken. It was just stream of water. And I called my midwife in a panic. And I said, this is, this is happening again. Like my second, what is this? And is it my water? Cause it's not a gush. 
And that's when she gave me all this information about, well, there's actually waters that, that can trickle, but not just keep an eye. If you want to wait, like, it's okay. I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until, so Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I was having contractions for four days. Um, it was just consistently not, nothing progressing, nothing happening, no more water. It was just, um, mm-hmm. and I had to get to Monday for her to help me. <laughs> so <laughs> I was laying low. Now, did your, did your other babies come early? Did you have a history of your other babies coming earlier? I mean, I know that you did have, um, you know, you know, when you did go to the hospital, you did say that you were induced, um, some of the times. And I was curious, did, I mean, did they typically come earlier or later or how was that? Um, my first two were 39 weeks. Okay. Um, the third was 38, the fourth was 37. So I knew it was going to be somewhat around then. Okay. Okay. Um, because they were, my midwife says, because I was, they were all so close. My muscles were probably just weak, weakening. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, that's, that's probably true. Cause, um, they were all within seven years. Um, okay. and so I was just trying to keep her in for up until that 36 week mark. And, um, and it was that midnight of the 36 week day <laughs> when everything kicked in and, I just kind of labored by myself for a while. Midnight, I didn't even wake up my husband until 2 a.m. And I just said, okay, contractions are starting to come in closer. And there was just something so quiet and intimate just by doing it by myself at home with nobody poking me or or bugging me or waking me up or any of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she, I told, I called my midwife around three and she said, okay, I'll start making my way over. She, she lived about two, almost two hours, I guess, hour and a half away. So she had a bit of a drive to get there. Um, and she got there in time, was able to get me in the bath, in the tub for a little bit. And she was born around eight 30 that morning. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty, it was pretty quick once contractions kicked in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, the, the placenta was stuck a little. So that was a little bit of a panic moment. And she just said, mm-hmm. told my husband, you need to pray right now. And so he prayed and it popped out mm-hmm. and, you know, things were happened the way they were meant to happen. And, um, and she just was, it was just, I don't, I don't know. It was just so the word that keeps coming to mind was sacred. Mm-hmm. I just there, it was just us and my kids were able to be there to see their sister mm, and, and my parents were able to, my mom was able to be a part of it and watch her, her last, probably her last grandbaby be born. Mm. Um, and she never experienced a natural birth, had three C-sections. So for her, it was just a very special thing to see her baby, her grandbaby born yeah. and, you know, and, um, and so I, I just am so thankful that we were able to see the truth of, you know, you just take that step of courage and wipe away all the lies, all the fear, all the, the deceptions that, that the medical world tells us we have to do. It's like this comfort level in the back of our minds, like 
is if the doctor says we have to do it, we have, we must have to do it. And we believe that about our children Mm -hmm. and pediatricians. Right. And right. But really we have a mama instinct. And if we would just clear away all the noise and the voices that are like swarming us, we can Mm -hmm. hear our mama instinct and, and have the courage to move in, in that, (laughs) and walk in that. Absolutely. Well, and I think that that's something that's, uh, I mean, that's a huge part. I I mean, I don't know about other cultures, but definitely Western culture is, you know, we've been programmed to just, especially women to not trust our intuition. And that's like a huge piece of motherhood. I feel like is, you know, listening to that, listening to that inner voice, listening to that intuition. Um, So that's really awesome that you were, you know, able to clear all those cobwebs um now I want to I want to backtrack a little bit and then I'm going to fast forward um to the postpartum but before then because I'm just I'm so curious um because of the fact that you you know of your uh finding Dory moment that you said you had which is (laughs) fantastic (laughs) very familiar with that movie myself um um what were they saying at that point in time, considering um, everything that was going on as far as like what birth would look like, what prenatal care would look like, you know, what at my 30 a week appointment, you mean? Yeah. Um, okay. That appointment was, was just mind blowing. Um, <laughs> from the time I went in to the time I left, I had six people bugging me, forcing me, controlling me in some way. Mm-hmm. And, and I know everybody has different opinions about what happened last year, but right, I right. personally was like, I'm not wearing this. I'm pregnant. I'm not, it's a doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. So don't force it on me. And I'm, I'm not doing this to my baby. Mm-hmm. You can force me to do it, but not if I was pregnant kind right. of thing. So mm-hmm. from the time I came, it was the front desk lady. It was the temperature. It was the doctor. Then he was forced. He was, he was telling me that there was a chance my husband couldn't be in the room when I was going to deliver. Oh my goodness. Um, then he was telling me that we really, we really, really strongly encourage you to take this vaccine. And I said, well, I'm not taking that. Well, we, you really need to. And I said, okay, you need to um, just do the exam and let me go. Right. Cause he, at that point, he was forcing me to wear the, the mask in the room with just him. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm not doing it. It's just you and me. Keep your distance. If you, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. this is, this is just you and me. And so there, it was just like one step. Then I, then the, I went out to sit in the waiting room by myself to get blood work. Mm-hmm. And the manager of the office came out literally and yelled at me and said, you need to put your mask up over your nose or you can leave. Mm. And I said, if this is how you guys are going to treat me during birth and you're going to force these things and these, these different tests and vaccinations, I can't, Mm. I I can't risk (laughs) being here. And Mm. I was just literally feeling a panic shaking. Like this is not right. Everything in me was just alarms going off. Mm-hmm. And then the, the blood work lady was like, aren't you scared? No, I'm not scared. I'm, why are you putting your panic on me? And, and then the lady in the elevator, it was just like, okay, God, why am I getting 
all these different people in one appointment bothering me, forcing their agenda on me, telling me I have to do these certain vaccines and then Mm -hmm. threatening that my husband can't be in the room. And then we did hear some friends of ours where the babies were getting taken if Mm -hmm. there was testing positive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at that point in the year, I was just like, nope, I, and, and after five pregnancies of this kind of somewhat of this treatment, um, I was just, the, the fireworks were just going and Mm -hmm. I was just being clearer than ever (laughs) in my life. Totally. Totally. And what a, what an interesting moment in time and space right. and history to, <laughs> to have, to have that fireworks go off. Um, and then, you know, as far as, uh, well, I, I guess, I guess I, I never, um, your midwife from what I am to understand, um, was she very much hands-off and very much, um, I guess a proponent for lack of a better word of, un- of undisturbed birth or was there? Yeah, any- she was, she cool. was very hands-off. Um, but she was also very supportive. Like she was yeah. there across the tub and she mm-hmm. was, you know, making sure I needed what I needed. And she was very interactive. It was more like a friend. She was, she That's became awesome. like a friend and she even had dinner with us a couple of times during those six weeks and mm-hmm. leading up to it. And we just, really developed a special friendship in a really short amount of time. Um, Mm -hmm. And she brought her daughter with to take pictures. And um, it was just like, it was like having a friend deliver my baby instead of a doctor who's starch and sterile and cold, (laughs) (laughs) which some people have wonderful doctors. So I'm not (laughs) here to diminish anybody's story. (laughs) oh that's beautiful and then um how was how was I got I mean I know postpartum the term postpartum for many people I mean shoot I even felt like I was in my postpartum till I was till my son was two years old um so I guess everyone's definition of postpartum is different but I guess in the immediate postpartum how how was that amazing awesome Um, I literally was in my bedroom for a week and I had a wonderful husband who just served me and took care of the kids. I had parents mm-hmm. who came and picked up the older kids a couple times. Um, the midwife finished, you know, cleaning everything up that morning and was out by that afternoon. Mm-hmm. It was just quiet. It was such mm-hmm. a quiet, peaceful day and a quiet, peaceful week. And I just savored every minute and, um, I even even tried uh, placenta smoothies. I know my midwife suggested it. I'm like, you know, at this point, why not? Let's why not? give it a go. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a fun little fact. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just a really, I was able to, I mean, there's no transportation from or waiting on doctors and hospitals and testing your baby. You're just home in your bed. And mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, it, and I was just so at peace and then relaxed and the whole week was just wonderful. And then, um, I mean, we had a little hiccup with the pediatrician, but you know, that's another, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're scared about home births, <laughs> but you know, mm-hmm. I just held my ground and they were fine. So yeah, totally, totally, totally. Mm. 
Well, Heidi, thank you so much for sharing your, your story. Um, yeah. Is there any, any other bits of wisdom uh, that you would like to leave our listeners with? I mean, it's really just encouraging moms out there who, who maybe are pregnant right now and they're feeling fear of going to a hospital and giving birth. And um, even right now in the way our world is going mm-hmm. and how it is that uh, maybe there's even more panic of the unknown and uncertainty. And, and that if we could just... Um, trust that God made us as women to give birth. And it's a really, really beautiful thing. And if we have the courage to listen to our mama instinct and to face that fear, we can experience this amazing, beautiful, sacred thing that we might never get to experience if we don't take that step. And I mean, look, it took me five pregnancies to finally take that step. So Mm -hmm. I, I don't ever diminish women for being afraid or their stories or anything like that. It's, Mm -hmm. it's just, I'm, I'm here to say we can do it. Women were made to do this and, and it's such, it was so worth it every step of the way to, even in those four days leading up to her, her fine, you know, her birth moment was a, a true test of listening to my instincts. Cause I could have quickly gone to the doctor and said, I'm trickling. And then they would have put me on the clock mm-hmm. and that would have been it. Right. But right. I really had to trust my instinct and say, Nope, I'm sticking with this. I'm listening. I I'll pray. I'll be at peace and I'm going to wait mm-hmm. and not be anxious and not push it. So where doctors want to get it going and going and, um, and push you and tell you what to do. And, and then you second guess yourself. That's the piece that you can't second guess yourself. Just listen to your instinct that's there. And then there's going to be a, you know, the beautiful birth of your baby that you get to experience. And, you know, I, part of me regrets, which I don't fully regret because we learn, right. but you know, I didn't get to experience feeling my baby come out of my body, those first, you know, couple hospital births, it, mm-hmm. cause it was just chaos and epidurals and people mm-hmm. everywhere. And, but when you t- get rid of that all, and you just get to it, like you and the baby, it's this, you feel the baby and there's nothing in the world that can right. <laughs> ever compare to that moment. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. So I just hope and been praying for moms out there who are, who are afraid of birth and, um, and to just encourage them not to be, especially first time moms, Mm -hmm. if there's any first time moms, like that's, that's, you know, we can, we can tune out the doctors and we can do this. We are, we were made to do this. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Heidi, so much. Thank you so much for listening. Storytelling is a profound agent of change, one that has the ability to plant seeds of inspiration, introspection, and beyond. If you have an empowering birth story that you would like to share on our podcast, please head over to IndieBirth.org forward slash birth warrior to send your submissions. 
That's IndieBirth.org forward slash birth warrior. Hope you have a beautiful week wherever you are in the world. Until next time, friends.